not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? Alright. So, anyone that has listened to this podcast and knows my feelings on this, I'd hate to admit it, but we ended up watching the movie Army of the Dead, which is a Zack Snyder movie, and I actually liked it. <laughs> Aww. I'll admit it. I liked it. It was a good one. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was pretty funny. I still don't like Zack Snyder, though, as a director. (laughs) But good pacing. Yes, he had very good pacing in it. It did remind me of when he did um, Dawn of the Dead, which was a 2004 remake of the original Dawn of the Dead. And I remember that one being good. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember it being a good movie. And this one did kind of remind me of that, but for the most part, I'm not a Snyder fan because all his movies are like three hours plus and super boring and so much unnecessary exposition. So, that being said, spoilers on this episode, we will be reviewing the new Netflix movie, Army of the Dead. Viva Las Vegas, everyone. Uh, Las Vegas did not live in that. That's a that's a really messed up thing no. to say. I mean, hey, as long as like Patient Zero doesn't like go to Las Vegas, we all Gucci. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, you can say that about any city though. If there's a zombie apocalypse that breaks out in L.A., I mean, there are so many people that are screwed. True. L.A. is such a hard place to maneuver around. Imagine if like all the cars are backed up and like you know just, huh, that's not good. You mean everyday L.A. traffic? Yeah. Now, imagine that with zombies running at your car. <laughs> yeah, picture Highway 5 with, like, a bunch of cars backed up, like, bumper to bumper, and then you just see fire explosions and zombies banging on your window. Goddamn. Right? That's intense. Yeah, I don't think I would be taking the main highways. I think I would be going, like, back road kind of ways to get away from, like, the main zombies, because... In usual zombie movies, they are in main cities. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Walking Dead TV series started off in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm pretty sure And Atlanta. then it, <laughs> this movie, the one character ends up being bitten, but going to, what was it, like New Mexico City? Mexico City. Yeah. Like, okay, that's the next city to go bye-bye. Yes. I have to say the the intro where we get the dynamic to Dave Bautista's family and just like how his wife ends up dying and the separation of the kid and then like, you know, the soldiers basically stepping in and trying to help Vegas out. Meanwhile, the government's trying to build a giant containment around the city. You know, I have to say, it was a really good intro, just like with the introduction showing the, oh, directed by, produced by, blah, 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 blah. But you're getting all these shots of, like, all the zombie killings, and just, you get this mini story within this intro, and I thought that was so well done. Yeah, of within, say, a few months of them fighting to survive to 
you know, find each other again, to find others that become part of their team, like they've fought together, and just how they get out. Also, I kind of laugh because for those who don't know me, right now I work in a freight industry, (laughs) so every time they showed the wall, I was looking at those freight containers, and I'm like, oh, Evergreen, CMA, this one, that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I annoyed Ty at one point. You were like a giddy schoolgirl <laughs> that was like, chocolate bar, Kit Kat, Reese's, candy, yeah. Ever since I started this job, I literally cannot get away from like freight containers. I go to the beach. I see them at the beach. <laughs> I drive on a freeway. I am seeing them everywhere. I see a movie. They're in it. I can't get away. And it is the funniest thing to me right now. Because it's like one of those things that's like before you don't notice it. But now you're just noticing it everywhere. Yeah. Type of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. But I was kind of laughing at that. Um, Kind of smart, though, to put the um, freight containers because those are actually pretty heavy and sturdy. No, there's no way you can knock that crap down. Yeah, especially since they're like three or four high, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my my biggest letdowns in this movie was, you know, when they go into Vegas, when they they assemble their their heist team and everything, because actually I should probably give a summary of the movie first, but the summary goes... Also... Heavy spoilers for those who have not seen it, by the way. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, our story kind of begins with Scott Ward, played by Dave Bautista, who now a little bit after the, you know, Vegas was ransacked by zombies, he's working at a burger joint. Well, this really high-end tech executive business guy comes in and offers him this job, you know, put together your team. There's... $200 million unmarked bills underneath this casino. If you get that, you and your team can have $50 split between you guys. So Dave Bautista's just like, well, yeah, absolutely. So he does it. He puts his team together. He offers him and his two best friends $15 each. So that's $45 between the three of them. And then the rest of the team gets a divided uh, (laughs) $5 (laughs) Which is still a lot of money, but... Honestly, I thought there was going to be a little bit of a fight with the money. Yeah. Especially when they brought it up at that one point. Right. And, you know, so they assemble their team. They have, like, the safe cracker. They have their helicopter pilot. They have a bunch of, like, warriors to help them fight. And it's so upsetting because right when they get into the building, there's a moment where their tour guide, the coyote, she basically tells them, like, oh, yeah, you know, these are all, like, dead zombies. But when it rains they come back to life. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be an important part of the movie. Like, you know, in screenwriting, you typically, you know, you you commit to the things you state. You don't show a weapon unless you're planning on using it. And that's very true. In every movie, there is like a rule of thumb that states, if you show the gun, the gun has to go off. It's a universal rule. Because if you're not showing the gun, it's a plot device that doesn't need to be there. Now, they introduced this very early on, so I expected by the end of the movie, it was going to start raining at some point, and all Especially these remains... since there were dark clouds on the horizon when they were leaving. Oh, yeah, after the nuclear bomb drops. Yeah, I was like, oh, the rain's going to come out. Oh, we're going to see all those zombies rise up. No, we didn't get that. 
I, I have to say that's one of my biggest frustrations with the movie, just in terms of story development, because I it was such a minute thing that the coyote said, but I'm also like, why why introduce that plot point if you're not going to do anything with it? I guess it could be introducing more lore for zombies, because they did add and twist a lot of things yes it was very original in their zombie lore yeah like so there's patient zero which we find out like the very beginning scene is patient zero being transported by all of these like army trucks it gets turned over in an accident he gets free like and they're obviously right by las vegas um and then he kills everyone and we see some of the soldiers that are bitten by him rise up. So, you know, obvious zombie lore. If you're bitten, you turn. All that stuff. Right. But Patient Zero was incredibly intelligent, super fast and strong. So they refer... I can't even remember what they really refer to the him as. Because well, well, there's the alphas. Which are the ones that are the strongest and the fastest. Yes. And are more intelligent and move in a more like pack mentality. And they're the ones, theoretically in the movie, that are bitten by him specifically. By Patient Zero. Honestly, they should have named them like Betas. And then him just the one Alpha. And then all the others are just dumb Omegas. (laughs) Like, or some lower class. Yeah, going off of some other system or whatever. Right, because um, he was basically the king of the zombies, and his queen was an He rides alpha. on a horse with a staff and a mask and a cape. Yep. Yeah, he's freaking like Julius Caesar at that point. Oh, yeah. Even one of the people was just like, is that zombies wearing a cape? <laughs> Yeah, don't question it. Just go. Just run. (laughs) (laughs) Which I also do like how there are some zombies, his main queen, as we find out, that aren't just dressed up in regular clothes. Like, it's still the clothes that you died in. It's not like they're changing. But she's a full-on, like, showgirl and a sparkly leotard and a, like, crystal crown. (laughs) And, well, obviously the gems are... Vegas-like. Yeah. Like, they're meant to sparkle on stage in the lights. Yeah, but that's all worn down and bloodied by the time she's wearing it. Yeah, but, like, her tights that were torn and just, like, the sheer skirt, like, just the pure showgirl-esque outfit it was a really nice touch and a good spin on a, you know, it's not just people in, you know, polos, jeans, and right. t-shirts that are getting bitten, like... It's, this stage <laughs> performer clearly got turned into an alpha. Also, the another thing that they changed is that zombies can actually get pregnant. Or at least specific zombies, because the regular shamblers, which were like, you know, the normal zombies that we know, they couldn't do anything. But the king of the zombies and one of his alpha queen, uh, his alpha queen, she did get pregnant. And that kind of makes me think where it's, okay, they weren't necessarily killing them, but when they get bit, they get infected and just transform. 
it, that's how it kind of looked like to me. Instead of like the traditional, oh, once you die, you become a zombie. It's no, once you get bit, you transform into something completely different. Well, yeah, because the one cop only gets bitten in the arm. Right. And then he gets turned. So obviously they do also have a system of who gets turned. Yes. And that really goes with how intelligent these zombies have become in this lore of yeah they're dead yeah they can't really speak well they can't communicate with each other yeah they're like screeches yeah um it's no different than whales screeching at each other (laughs) exactly they wouldn't be able to really communicate with humans like they have clicking they have like the screeching and all that stuff yeah which they communicate with each other Dumber, classic, like, really slow, only going after food type of zombies that we've run to know. When you compare that to, like, The Walking Dead, which is, like, you know, one of the biggest examples for zombie movies, they were just, like, with a second you're bit somewhere, you actually die from infection and fever, and then you get, then you, like, rise up and everything as a zombie. But this one, it wasn't quite like that. It, It seemed slightly different. Which is why I think the pregnancy, I felt like, was an okay thing in this. And they weren't even saying that just every zombie could. It was literally just the uh, patient zero and an alpha. Yeah, that's the only pregnancy that we really see, but that's the only one that really... Mattered. Yeah. (laughs) Because after he saw that baby and baby mama were dead, that's when he went berserk. Which I don't blame him. I honestly kind of felt bad for the patient zero in this. Because you had the one asshole human that was in the team that was, you know, working for the uh, the corporate guy that gave Batista the mission. And his whole purpose in this was to get the head or blood of one of the alpha zombies so they can basically mass produce the zombie virus as a biological weapon. And, you know, he killed the, the alpha queen and then cut off her head, even though her head was still kind of moving around and biting and alive. Because of that... Patient Zero went berserk. And that was the other thing that I thought was super fascinating. When they entered into the zombie kingdom, which this was a kingdom. It wasn't just like, oh, L.A. It was like, no, there were different parts of this that these zombies kind of rule. And when they got there, they had to make an offering. So the coyote that was a part of the the group, she basically kind of sacrificed this one um, a-hole guy that was like a rapist and stuff. But was just like, oh, if you join us, we'll give you $250,000. And he was like, all right, sure. And then she ends up, you know, shooting him in the leg, tying him up, and offers him to the Queen of the Zombies. Because they did that, they were able to have safe passage through Vegas. Now, Corporate Boy decides to break this deal and gets the whole goddamn army after them, which screws everyone over. (laughs) Moral of the story, humans are greedy. Although I did really like how he died. Because they have... One of the first zombies that you ever see when they enter Vegas is a zombie white tiger. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh my god, that looked so damn cool with all that CGI. That is actually the thing that ends up killing the a-hole that killed the queen in the first place or Mm -hmm. beheaded her because she her head was technically still moving 
And just that, like, he tried to fight back, but Kitty got a new toy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for me, one of the most satisfying things about his death was not only did the tiger have, you know, superhuman strength and demolish this guy, and not superhuman, super tiger strength, because the zombies were stronger, but this guy screwed over this one girl named Chambers, who was by far... Their best chance of survival. This girl had this whole fight scene before she died where she was whooping so many zombies' asses by herself. So, in the scene leading up to this, they have to go through basically a crowded hotel, hotel kitchen, where all of these, like, Omega zombies, that's what I'm going to call them right now, are in a hibernation-like state. So they're sleeping. And if you touch them, if something loud, you know, hits the floor or something... Something to wake them up. Yeah, then you're gonna get absolutely swarmed. And one of the ways that they get through is by lighting these glow sticks to light the path for each other. Well, she goes on last, because she literally says to this guy, she's like, I don't trust you to have our backs. You're obviously up to something else. And we need to have a talk when we get to the hotel of what your true intentions are. And he basically is like, all right, thanks. Goes on ahead of her and switches one of the glow lights to another area. And basically traps her in this area. And she's far from the group. Yeah, but she actually does pretty well. Like, when she realizes that she's basically been screwed over, she is quiet. Like, some of the zombies do start to wake up, but she doesn't use her gun. She quietly, like, stabs them in the head. Um, And then gently, like, sets their body down. Yeah, and starts going out. But then, like, pots and pans fall on the ground because one of the zombies' arms is all that stuff. She could have gotten out. If not for the army guy literally locking her in, like, using a table or something. Yeah. To, like, lock the door. Like, and even then, she was just kicking ass, bullets flying everywhere, dodging, hitting, like, everything. And we think that she's dead because he's like, oh, yeah, like, she fell behind or I thought she was Like, with you and blah, blah, blah. Like, I lost her. Like, we don't have time to go back. And her friend is just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, she was right there. Like, what did you do to her? And then she busts out of the window. And, like, starts shooting at all these zombies. Which, you were right in the movie when it was happening. Like, they could have very easily saved her. Yeah. If they had all, like, gone back and, like, started shooting. Like, she was right at the end, like, the tail end of the zombies. And she was on the ground trying to, like, crawl away at this point. Like, she wasn't hurt or bit or anything. But they just started to move off. And her friend shot a couple, but... If they Nobody helped else her, helped. And I'm like, okay, obviously the, U- the army guy isn't going to help. But everyone else, like, she only had a few zombies that were, like really around her like grabbing onto her like yeah they could have very easily she wasn't that like far from (laughs) them that was the sad part 
Oh my god, yeah. And this girl had like goddamn gun martial arts. She was like all over the place blowing zombies head. Like out of all the scenes and like fighting with the zombies, hers was the best. Hands down. Yeah. They needed her throughout. And like she was the only one that had like the gall enough to be like to call the guy out and be like, you're clearly going to betray us. Yeah, obviously other people kind of suspected it, especially the pilot too. She's like, they literally had a discussion um, she brings up, like, the pay cut and, like, oh, yeah, so obvious, <laughs> obviously, like, you know, the little kid being the safe cracker um, is going to get, like, first cut probably because, like, he's the most important. Without him, we don't get the money. But, you know, I'm probably, like, second like, most second important. because I'm the one flying you guys out of here. Uh, and then they all come down to a conclusion that's, like, well... Honestly, he should get the less cut if that, or, like, it turns into, like, turning on each other or something like that. Right. And they're like, well, if anyone is going to be turning on us, it's him. Nobody trusts him. He obviously has something. Which he does and screws them over. The main character doesn't see this, but when he accepts the offer, you can actually see three military guys in the background when on this phone call yeah so obviously like you're they're going to be set up like there are multiple points where it's just like why are you trusting him like why would you do this yeah it's money but you know what the hell <laughs> i i have to do admit though there was a lot of obvious things in this movie it was like well this is gonna happen this is gonna happen no, there was another moment I was very mad at, and that was the ending. Because the nuclear bomb goes off and destroys Vegas. You know, all our heroes are dead except the daughter. And then you see in the remains of this Vegas wasteland that was just hit by a nuclear bomb, you see um, Van, who is a really awesome dude. I liked his character throughout the movie. But he got trapped in the safe during, you know, when the zombies started to try, like, to attack everyone. And somehow the nuclear bomb didn't destroy him in the safe. Which sure. We'll, we'll say it's essentially a like a bomb proof shelter. But what was so annoying was when he just walks out into like the open air in Vegas after a nuclear bomb hit. I was like no way. The amount of condensed radiation in there would have like wrecked him instantly. Yeah, and there is a point where one of them is watching um, news on the TV or whatever, and they're talking about the bombing, and like, and I know it was supposed to be like a smaller version of the ones that we used on like Hiroshima and Nagasaki back in the day. Doesn't matter. But it's still a nuclear bomb. Like, yeah, I. That guy would have been wrecked. Like, at first, at the end, when you see him in the plane, they're like, oh, you're pale and stuff. I'm like, Okay, that's the radiation poisoning. But no, it was, oh, I got a zombie bite. It just hasn't hit me yet. No, as soon as he started feeling ill, and the uh, stewardess is like, oh, like, your skin is really cold. And I'm like, oh, my God, where did he get bitten? Also, like, how did it take so long for him to turn? I don't know. Like... Theoretically, it could be part of the radiation that's 
acting as like a cloak of sorts yeah, but on you're his pulling body in but then because that, that was not introduced in the movie at all yeah because I... going by movie logic <laughs> but like it was such crap i was like no okay no sure i i can get behind him living forever in the vault at that point but no that that blast radius that would have made him either deathly ill and dying within minutes because when you have such a high condensed area of radiation, that'll poison you, like, so quickly. <laughs> so that made me mad that he lived long enough to now spread it to, to Mexico City. And I'm like, this is, some, this is some bullshit. Well, they also needed that last scare at some point of, now he's going to infect someone. But he's But he's not... I don't think he would be an alpha, because... He didn't get bitten by the alpha. He got he most likely got bitten by one of the ones the kid. He's fighting. No, probably by the kid. No, because the kid threw him in the safe, and then patient yeah, and zero then, killed the kid. I thought it was that the kid was closing the safe, but he closed the safe with him in it too. Like both of them were in it. No, no, but no, then no. he was, also got bitten. I. No, the safe cracker got pulled out by patient zero. He didn't make it in the safe. I am 1,000% positive on that. Well, then how the heck did he get He would have had to have gotten bit in the fight with patient zero. No, because we don't see him get bitten, and that's something that you would probably see. Yeah, unless it was quick. I don't know. Either way, I'm calling crap on it. Either way. Because if it was on his arm i i don't know maybe he had it before or he got it like in between leaving vegas or i don't even know well i don't think he would have gotten it when he was leaving vegas like he had because all of the zombies were wiped out at that point right assuming they were yeah or all the ones in you know where he could have gotten it where the trailer that he went to to get the car Maybe he had to battle a few Maybe, that but, were still in there. But we didn't see a scene like that. No, but that's the... And that was outside of Vegas's radius. So you'd have to assume that some made it out, which is very possible. But the movie well, didn't there show also, us that. Well, there are zombies that are in other cities. Um, just not as populated as vegas is there though yeah because you see the one character um the one that they get off of the youtube channel mm-hmm. like he's already killing zombies so obviously they're on that. the streets yeah but i assumed he was doing that in vegas no nobody is allowed in vegas well, they I had mean, to sneak in well no i mean people had to get out at some point because it was a youtube video so that could have been posted from his time maybe when he was in vegas true you have to remember not all of vegas is all the strip there's just like neighborhoods yeah you're right i thought he was killing those zombies after he had gotten out clearly Zack snyder didn't do a good enough job of explaining it (laughs) or got cut in editing i don't know well it's one of those things it's like is it important and it's one of those things it's like is it important enough to mention or not? And with the rain scene, like, 
they could have had a rain scene or something, but it got cut. That's very Which possible. is why they mentioned it in the beginning. But, if not, I don't know. Either way, didn't make me happy. <laughs> so, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the movie? I don't know. It's hard because, you know, there was actually a lot of gore that I had to actually turn away from. So that I was just cringing at. Um, there were a lot of things that were expected. I did like the switch up of the lore, though. I will say that. And the acting was really good. Of course. Love Batista. <laughs> I really like him in those glasses. Every time he's, he's just, reading something, puts on the dad glasses. Because he's just this big buff guy. And just has these little reading glasses. Just like, oh, that's kind of adorable. <laughs> um, I liked the story of him and his daughter. So his, on a scale of one to ten. Seven and a half, okay. maybe. That's about what I would give it. I'd give it a seven out of ten. Yeah. There was a lot of things that, like, minute things that they included that had no resolution to it. And I'm just like, mm, I wanted more to that. And, yeah, a lot of things were kind of predictable. But they did do a good job with the zombie lore. And, you know, I have to say some of the fight scenes were really awesome. Made me feel more for the zombie uh, alpha, or king, more than anything. Yeah, because literally, they weren't... Riding his undead horse. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. And I will say that at one point, I need to look it over again but i'm pretty sure in one of the scenes we see one of the extras who's supposed to be a zombie in like a sports bra and like leggings which is fine but her skin looks so smooth and i'm like girl you cannot be a zombie what the heck like (laughs) continuity all right well thank you guys for uh listening to this week's episode Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you spooky people next week. See ya.